Hey, all you great and amazing hockey people out there in the hockey universe. Um, this is Jeff with What the Puck, brought to you by Game On, a sports podcast for everyone. Um, wherever you're listening to this uh, from, good morning, good afternoon, uh, good evening. And if you're going to be listening to this right before you go to bed, hope you, hopefully you have a great night. Um, want to give a loud shout out to my boys over in England uh, with Forecheck uh, Clothing Company. They're still producing some really great and amazing stuff. Uh, you can find them on www.forecheck.co.uk or you can find them on Facebook at Forecheck Clothing and you can also find them on Instagram at Forecheck underscore clothing. Really great po- products. Um, hats are really comfortable. Uh, still waiting on uh getting some of their other gear over on my side of the pond but yeah definitely check them out they're over in uh, bracknell uh uk um over in the over in england um so yeah definitely check them out uh give mike and paul a shout out so again um donnie's uh taking a step back for a little bit um can't wait to get him back on the show uh definitely miss him uh, on this side um i'm i'm pretty sure you guys are kind of sick of me talking to myself um but uh hopefully uh you guys are still out there listening to us um and again really looking forward to getting donnie back um so to jump right into it uh this past month we're now in february so it's been about a good two to three weeks since the season started and already the uh cv19 has taken its toll on some teams um and the protocols so i'll jump right into it you got buffalo uh some of the big names on there you got uh taylor hall and uh Ristolainen who have been put on a pro- protocol along with a couple of other players blackhawks uh boquist um and walmart who's still on there um uh, colorado you just have a uh, yost on there uh dallas sicara uh, red wings uh zadana LA, um, you have a couple players on there. I don't want to butcher either one of their names. Minnesota, some of the big names, especially right now since they're also on a hiatus, is uh, Benino, Erickson, Felino, um, Spurgeon. For uh, New Jersey, you have uh, uh, Carrick, Bastan, um, Bu- uh, looks like Bukes. Nope. My apologies, reading the wrong list. Uh, back to the Devils, you have Dell, Gusev, Hughes, uh, McLeod, Palomari, um, Vatnin. Vatnin just came back from an injury uh, which, in which he got traded to uh, Carolina and then re-signed uh, with New Jersey. So that was a good deal for them. But right now he is on protocol as well as a uh, Zajac and quite a few others on, um, on the uh, devils almost seems like the whole entire roster is on there. To be honest with Pittsburgh, you have uh, Reno, uh, golden Knights, you have uh Peter Angelo and he's actually missed, uh, at least three straight practices. Um, the coaching staff or most of the coaching staff has returned as we've seen last night, um, as much as we all love uh, Peter Angelo, it definitely showed last night that um, the Knights are pushing forward. Um, for the, uh, let's see, 
Next on the list, we have Washington, still Knetsoff and Samsonov are still on the list. And for the Jets, Dubois, but he should have already cleared. He was just on that list due to the whole trade situation. Um, he's looking at making his uh, debut on Tuesday. So, um, but that was as of either, I believe, uh, this Wednesday or Thursday, um, that list was. So it's a couple days old. Things could have changed by now. Um, I wasn't able to pull anything up. But, uh yeah um best of luck to all those guys um and again just because they're on protocol doesn't mean they actually have it doesn't mean they've actually test positive for it and because the nhl and their way of dealing with this right now they're not supposed to be coming out and saying who has and who doesn't um a lot of sources try to or a lot of social media and a lot of media try to get their hands on that information. Um, as we seen this past summer when McDavid, uh, he had tested positive. Someone came out and said it, he kind of lost the shit on him. Um, and it's completely understandable. It's none of our business. They could just be sick. They could have a minor injury. So don't think that just because they get put on protocol that they have pop positive, um, or that, anything is seriously wrong it might again it just might be a cold or some kind of virus that they don't want to spread amongst the team other than cv19 so take that into all consideration um uh moving on from that um i'm going to jump right into the uh um standings or the current standings um actually no my apologies i'm going to go into uh, this rescheduled games. Uh, there's been a few um, reschedulings due to all the COVID. Um, some of the teams had to sit there and um, push back their games, and not only their games, but they had to push back other teams' games due to re the rescheduling situation. So when it comes to standings, I don't – feel that we're going to get an accurate, accurate uh, feeling on who's in what position until like the last few weeks um, due to all this. So as of right now, you have a total of about 22 games that have that been um, postponed. Um, and that's uh, prior to the Stars um, opening against the Lightning and the Panthers. So right now you got the Hurricanes Predators game, the Panthers Hurricanes, Panthers Hurricanes, uh, Lightning Hurricanes, Blues Golden Knights, Blues Golden Knights, Devils Penguins, uh, Golden Knights and Sharks again, Devils Penguins, Sabres Islanders, Wild Avalanche, uh, Rangers Devils, Sabres Bruins, uh, Coyotes Wild, Avalanche at Blues, Avalanche again at the Blues, Yotes at Wild again, Saber at Blues. Uh, Blues at Wild and then the Coyotes at the Avalanche. Um, and that's all the games that have been postponed up until the 11th of February. So going through the actual standings is just kind of like, for me, it's kind of like playing cards. Things can, things can switch. Um, or playing a game of war. And every time you shuffle the deck, there's going to be a new option out there. So 
right now when I jump into talking about who's on top, who's on bottom, um, who's uh, who's looking good in each division, that can all change overnight. And again, actually not just overnight, but within a week's time frame with everything coming together and rescheduling. Um, I'm reading this off of uh, sportingnews.com. Um, they do have an updated uh, schedule on all the games that they've had to push as well as reschedule and how it affects other teams that weren't necessarily part of the whole postponements. So uh, that's, uh, again, that's on uh, sportingnews.com that I'm reading, out, reading that off of, and it's the NHS schedule changes uh, 2021. Um, so go ahead, jump over to that uh, site, um, and it'll give you a full list of what, what teams are doing what right now. And just speaking of teams, and I'm going to circle back to the top of the bracket right now for my top five, and then I'll circle back to the bottom five. Um, and I'll just continue to circle back when it comes to talking about the teams and their individual circle backs. So my top or the top five right now that are showing in the league off of NHL.com is Boston, Toronto, Montreal, Flyers, and Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, the Boston is eight one and two. Toronto's eight two and one. Montreal is seven two and two. Um, they're currently playing right now against Ottawa. Um, and then you got the Flyers at seven three and two, and Tampa at seven one and one. Then I broke it down into how many games each team has played so far. You got the top three that have already played 11 games. You got the Flyers that have played 12 games. And then you got Tampa because of the postponed games that have only played nine. So we'll switch it to the bottom. And just like a roundabout, we'll circle back around to them. And uh, in 27th place, you got New York Islanders. Then it drops to uh, San Jose. Then uh, in 29th, you got LA, 30th, Detroit, and in last place, no shocker there, although we thought they were going to have a turnaround this season just because of who they picked up during the offseason, as short as it was, um, is Ottawa. Um, Islanders are only 3-4-2, and two. Uh, San Jose is 4-5-0, and oh. LA is 3-5-2, and two. Detroit two eight and two and Ottawa currently unless they can grab a win against Montreal is at two eight and one uh nine games for both the Islanders and the Sharks 10 games for the Kings 12 games for Detroit and 11 games for Ottawa I'm currently playing number 12 right now um again it's circling back to all the postponements um we can't really gauge it out. I mean, yeah, you can lose the season right now because there's only 56 games. If you hit a certain amount of losses within the first month, it's going to be that much harder to build back up. But at the same time, what teams are going to get affected continuously throughout the year? Or is there going to be other games that they just aren't going to fill or be able to comp- or Worst case comes to, comes to worst, what if they can't even complete those postponed games? I know they're going to try to get them in. Um, they're supposed to get them all in, but there is that chance. Um, so moving on from the actual top five and bottom five, I'm going to circle back to the individual divisions. The Mass Mutual, um, uh, 
East Division, you got Boston, Philly, and Washington as your top four spots. Again, Boston eight one and two, Philly seven three and two, Washington six two and three, and Pittsburgh five four and one. That division is somewhat even on uh, how many games. Um, but after this week, especially with the postponements, that's probably going to change going into next week. And who knows where t- where the Eastern Conference is going to be. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where they are following into next weekend. So the Bruins, as we know, 11 games. Flyers uh, have 12, Washington 11, and Pittsburgh 10. So they're roughly close. Um, moving over to the... Uh, North of the border, Scotia, uh, North Division, um, Toronto, Montreal, and then uh, Winnipeg and Edmonton are in your top four. Uh, Toronto, eight, two, and one. Montreal, seven, two, and two, unless if they uh, fall to the uh, sense today, which will make them seven, three, and two. Or if they do capitalize on Ottawa, it'll make them eight, two, and two, as they are currently playing game number 12. Um, Winnipeg is uh, looking at seven, three, and one. And Edmonton six six and zero. Um, all the top three do have currently have eleven games on hand. Uh, Edmonton with number twelve, so they're they've been lucky enough. Knock on wood. Knock on any kind of luck that they're having right now. But the CV nineteen has not been affecting the north of the border. Whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. So continue on um, north of the border and just don't circle back to whatever we're not doing down here in the U S um, as far as your discover uh, central division, you have Tampa, Florida, Columbus, blue jackets, and Canes as your top four, Tampa, seven, one, and one, Florida, six, Oh, and two uh, Columbus blue jackets are going to are at five, four, and three and your Canes are at six, two, and Oh, um, here's a fun fact for the day. Um, it is Saturday, the uh, 6th of uh, February. By the time this uh, gets posted, it'll be February the 7th, uh, which is tomorrow. But currently, Florida is the only team that is undefeated in regulation. That is correct, people. Florida Panthers are playing better hockey with no fans in the stands. Go figure. Even though I think they are now allowing some fans in, I don't know how many, but I have noticed that the uh, Florida teams are letting uh, fans in. So is that going to be a precursor to finally getting lost in regulation? Who knows? Um, Only the future can uh, hold that on them. Um, I believe they're playing today. Let me double check. Uh, As... If they are playing today, are they going to keep on uh, keeping on or are they going to finally uh, give up that regulation loss? So let's see here. Who are the Panthers playing today? They are playing. They are playing nobody today. Um, their next game is not until uh, tomorrow. Uh, at 3 p.m. East Coast time against the Detroit Red Wings. So, yeah, best of luck to them. Uh, Keep up the great work. Um, Florida deserves it. They've got some really skilled players. they got a really great coaching staff. 
um, as well as their new pickup with uh, Luongo as their uh, goalie coach or goalie advisor, such and such. Now we're going to move on to the least exciting, but also one of my top teams, um, the Honda West. Out there, you got Colorado, St. Louis, Vegas, and Minnesota as your top four teams. Um, currently, Colorado is 7-3-1. and one. Um, St. Louis is 7-3-1. and one. Uh, Vegas is 6-1-1. One and, one, and Minnesota is 6-5-0. and oh. Before I move any further on that, I'm going to circle back to the Discovery uh, uh, Central. I still want to say Discovery Zone. I don't know why. It, it makes... It, it kind of flows together, but um, Tampa has only played nine games, Florida eight, Columbus Blue Jackets 12, and Canes eight. So the Central Division, as you can see, has been highly affected with the CV-19 um, postponements. Now, let's revert the circle back and go back to the Honda. Um, Colorado has already played 11, along with St. Louis, uh, Vegas at eight, due to their uh, most recent postponements. Um, last night was their first game back. And it was a hell of a game, folks, not gonna lie. Um, it was just like goal after goal after goal. They just didn't stop uh, pounding on uh, LA. Um, quick was just as quick as molasses when it came to trying to make the save. Um, he looked like he didn't even wanna be there personally. Um, and uh, Peter Angelos, again, is still not in the lineup, but the coaching staff is back. Um, they reopened up the practicing facility a few days ago. So they look like they have not missed a beat. Um, so next part that I really enjoyed talking about is going straight from how many wins each team has to who is leading in each division when it comes to points, uh, goals, um, assists, um, so let's jump right into it. So as far as uh, games played, um, you have Brandon, or you have quite a few that are at 14 games, but at goals leading the league, your top three are Tyler Toffoli, Brock Bossier, and Connor McDavid. Um, Tyler has nine, Brock Bossier has eight, and along with Connor McDavid, he has eight. And just behind Connor McDavid is Austin Matthews. Um, the only reason why they've ranked uh, McDavid up a little bit more is because he's also played in a few more games than um, Austin Matthews. But give or take, I guarantee you, Matthews is going to stay right on McDavid's heels unless if either one of them lights up. Um, we all saw last season, McDavid and Dreisaitl just were uh, – it, it was sickening watching them play, but it was fun. Um, so we'll jump right from goals and circle back to assists. Um, and then uh, leading on the assists, no shocker, it's going to be Connor McDavid and his uh, line mate, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, which in no way, shape, or form even – surprises me those two like i said last season was just like two peas in a pod tweedo d and tweedo dumb laurel and hardy um abbott and costello i mean should i name any more great 
great not a, not line mates but great teammates great people that bounced off of each other throughout our history um so those two are doing great things right now only if edmonton can turn their system around pick up a goalie that's going to stand stand with them instead of i mean, i'm not saying that kiprasov's any less of a goal or not kiprasov wow i'm i'm going way back um wow um my apologies folks it's i've been doing research uh the last couple of days so my head's been kind of uh filled up um let me see goalie for uh edmonton i'm gonna i'm gonna hate it when i see it too because i know it i know who it is it's right on the tip of my tongue um koskinen there we go there we go that's why i i kind of had the kk um mix up so yeah, Koskinen. Um, hopefully Smith is going to be back soon. I believe he is, but I don't want to say yes or no. Um, on to uh, total points overall throughout the league. Actually, uh, my, my my apologies. Um, Quinn Hughes is in the uh, third uh, spot for uh, most assists in the league at 14. Um, again, Leon Dreisaitl has 15 assists, and then topping off with uh, McDavid at 16 for three weeks of uh, hockey so far. Next, we're going to uh, final off uh, with uh, the points. And your top three again, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and a, this is a shocker to me, Mitch Marner with a total of 17 for the third spot. Leon Dreisaitl, 22, and Connor McDavid, 24. Um, I'll go one more. Why not? Uh, what the hell? Uh, it's looking good so far. So to lead for the plus minus uh, area, the top three are Jeff Petrie, uh, Joel Edmondson, and wow, Joel Edmondson, shocking. Um, didn't expect to see him up there right now, but again, it's only three weeks into the hockey season. Um, wish he could have done that for the Canes when he was here. And then uh, to top it off in a uh, number three spot, you have Leon Dreisaitl with a plus 12. Let's go straight from uh, – are the players aspect into my favorite position that I've been playing since as a kid and uh, discovered out on the uh, frozen uh, rinks at Alcohol Field in Messina, New York, um, where I played with nothing but a baseball glove, a regular hockey mitt, and a player stick. And let me tell you, I came home with so many black and blue marks on me that when I went to school the next day, some of the teachers had to question. I'm like, no, no, I, I, I've been playing hockey. It's not what you think. So for all you uh, kids out there or guys that are listening that are playing or actually younger people that are listening to this, tennis balls do hurt, <laughs> especially when they're frozen. So um, let's go starting off with the uh, goalies um, right now. The top three with uh, or top three with wins, you have uh, Philip Grubauer, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, and Jordan Bennington. Um, Grubauer and Vasilevsky both have seven again. Um, Vasilevsky could have more if it wasn't for the CV nineteen um, aspect of things, but that that'll change later on down the road with with how many he's actually have having right now. 
Um, and then Bennington, he's looked rough in some areas, not going to lie. Um, I've seen a couple of the games and a few highlights and I mean, great goalie, but I don't think he were, he is where he was back in 2019 when they, when he came in and took the blues to, uh, the Stanley cup finals and he's in the win column with six. There's plenty of others in there that, that are ready or there's one more right below him with, uh, uh, with a total of six wins, and that's uh, Freddie Anderson. Um, hopefully, I mean, the way Toronto's been playing, maybe he'll get up there and be in the top top three by next week. So that's wins. Not going to go into losses. Um, save percentage. Uh, right now, um, you have or save percentage, your top one. I can't really use use the one that's on top because he just recently got injured. We'll we'll talk about that and circle back to that later. Um, but right now you got uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, who should be filling in that spot right now due to uh, Peter Mrazek's injury. Uh, but he's at a 9.48. For those that are interested right now, right before Peter went down, he did have a .955, one of the best um, – uh, that he's had in a while. Um, then you uh, drop down to number three, which I'm going to put as number two, and that is Mark Andre Fleury. Um, he's playing his tits off, folks. He's at a nine or a point nine four four save percentage. And then you got Chris Dreiger, who's at a not point nine four two. So those are my top three, minus uh, Peter Mrazek due to injury. And then your goals against average. Um, your top one, again, I can't use because it is Peter Mrazek. Um, I'd love to be able to use that, being a Canes fan myself. But it just it's just not fair to all those that are still on the ice currently playing right now. So I'm going to drop down to number two, which is going to be Marc-Andre Fleury. He's at a 1.25. You got Grubauer at 1.67. Then you got Chris Dreiger at 1.72. So those are your top three uh, save percentage, or goals against average for uh, goalies. Um, but again, it, in a week, that'll change. We all know that'll change. Um, Mrazic's out long-term and we'll get into that here in a little bit again. Um, I'll, I'll circle back to it. Um, so, um, let's move on and, uh, see what some of the hot topics are. Um, one of my favorite ones that I've heard all week is the Tony D'Angelo. Um, <laughs> All I can say about Tony D'Angelo is he did it to himself. Um, he's, I, I kind of, I kind of can relate though, because I've done a lot of stupid things on social media. I've, I've said a lot of things here and there on my own social media that have kind of irked a lot of people. But I mean, again, social media is, can be good and social media can be the death of some people's careers. And I feel that even though there's other issues going on that had a lot to do with it, my own personal opinion, um, but he was also kind of like a cancer in the locker room. Um, after listening to a bunch of uh, other other shows and reading into a little, a little bit, it was just, he was a cancer. Um, he had to go. Um, best of luck to him wherever he goes. Um, I could see him going to the KHL. I mean, who knows? 
Sharks finally won a game in eight days. Um, Canes and Burns help assist them into a overtime uh, shootout win. The next big one is uh, Dubois makes his uh, debut on Thursday. Um, that's going to, or not Thursday. My apologies. I uh, can't read my own handwriting. But uh, he makes his debut on Tuesday. Um, see who they're going to pair him with. Because um, that's going to be interesting to see who they're going to pair him with. Honestly, uh, kind of like with uh, Line A when he went to Columbus, it's kind of interesting who they actually paired him with. So let's see. Who are they going to pair up with on with Dubois. Uh, as of right now, it doesn't look like they have them in the lineup, but come later this week, but come later this week, who knows? Um, Hopefully we'll know by at least Sunday or Monday. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, on the other end, though, um, you had Line A make his debut in for Columbus, which was not pretty. Um, they put him on line with uh, Texier and Domi, and he was also on the blue line on the power play. Uh, he... I, I caught a little bit of the game, but he just I I don't think that's the right fit for him. Out of all honesty, I really don't think Columbus is gonna be the correct fit for him. Where could I see him going? Honestly, I don't know. Um I mean I hope he doesn't turn into the LeBron James of basketball and starts chasing until he finds that actual fit. Uh, in his first game, he, he recorded one goal. Um, and only played about 17 minutes and 45 seconds of the game. Uh, not bad, but I mean, it is a uh, John Tortorella team. Let's see how far that that'll take him. Next, we have uh, Bennett of the Flames. He's requesting a trade. Uh, no reason. He was the number four pick in 2014 for the Flames. Um, he was a healthy scratch the last game against the Jets. Uh, he wants to play until he gets traded, uh, but nothing more until – or nothing more has been released on why um, why he's, he's requesting a trade. Um, he was placed on the taxi squad. Um so maybe that has something to do with it. Or maybe, as we all know, hockey is a business. There's probably more to it than what we know. They're just not releasing it. Um, then uh, circling back to Peter Angelo, he missed uh, practice on Friday, uh, third straight day. Um, again, the staff returned after, um, after the whole COVID. Oh, man, I said the word. Um, if I had a shot, I'd probably take it but I don't have any liquor on me. So I'm just going to do that later. But CV uh, 19 basically uh, stopped uh, Vegas for 
for almost a week. Their practice facility actually reopened on the third as well. So hopefully those guys all stay healthy. Uh, keep up the great work, especially after last night. You guys did not miss a beat. Um, Morazic being out um, last week uh, got drilled into the net by his own player um, who was trying to uh, help prevent a goal or a shot being taken. And completely from the pictures that I'd seen, even in slow motion and right when he threw off his blocker, you could tell it was something. It Something was popped, something was broke. You knew it because his hand swelled right up. The way that he was moving, um, yeah, you knew something was really wrong. So he's he had surgery, I believe, this week, or he's getting going to be getting surgery. Uh, he's he's out indefinitely. Um, so right now the Canes are down to their two backups. Um, you have Reimer and uh, Nedeljkovic, um, who came off the taxi squad. Who knows if they're going to bring up a third one? Um, in my opinion, they probably will uh, throw the third on the third back backup onto the taxi squad. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, another uh, news announcement for the actual uh, Hurricanes is that Justin Williams, who recently retired this past season, um, he just got put into a new uh, new spot with the Canes being announced uh, as special advisor to uh, GM uh, Waddell of the Canes. So best of luck to you, Justin. Um, I've had the privilege over the last couple of seasons to see you actually play. Um, and uh, meet your parents and your family, really great family folks. Um, nothing but down to earth people. Um, and then um, Weber um, for the Montreal Canadiens hit a milestone the other night, uh, hit his thousandth uh, game, now playing today in its current 1,000 second game. Um, currently, I didn't check if he scored the other night, but his points right now are 57 or 577 uh, goals, 220 assists, 357. And he's been in the league for 18 seasons. So congratulations to Weber. Um, may there be many more games for you in the future. Um, just keep on playing until your heart desires. I know I went all Disney on that one, folks. My apologies. Chara played uh, Boston uh, first time since being traded, but they are in Washington. So it was, I don't think it was that much of a, a big deal as much as what it would be like if he was to play in Boston. And to piggyback off of that, is it going to feel the same for Chara when he goes in on for the first time on March 3rd and plays his old team in Boston, but with no fans, will it be the same feeling without the fans or is it the fans that draw the impact of how you feel going into your old home after being traded from a team that you've been with good percentage of your team or uh, time other than the short stint that he had with uh, New York Islanders. So we will soon see. Um, as I was watching the uh, Montreal versus Ottawa game, um, TSN mentioned something about they might not have the NHL draft this season. Um, Will it be pushed back? Will it just wait until next year? Um, that's it has been official yet, but again, I just thought I'd mention it because I did see it before I started uh recording, and that right there that will that'll be interesting. Um, just because of the simple fact that um, everybody that I was looking forward to maybe getting picked up this year will have to wait out another year 
but at the same time, I can understand it too because, like, uh, the the uh, TV hosts were saying, it, it a lot of teams aren't playing this year. A lot of colleges aren't playing this year versus the colleges that are. And same thing with the junior ranks and the AHL, or not AHL, but all those other te- uh, systems that help develop aren't really having a season this year. So I can completely understand that. Um, last bit of hot topic news is uh, I've spoken with Donnie. Um, there's going to be a big announcement coming out on Monday. Um, I don't know what it is. I'd love to be able to tell you guys. Um, I really would. But make sure you be on the lookout for that. Uh, I'll probably create a post to let everybody know again. Um, so we won't find that out until Monday. Now, on to the news section that I'm going to try to do at least once a week. Um, I know I've been saying I've been I'm, I'm wanting to do stuff. Um, I have either done it or I've been lackadaisically lackadaisical and lazy or just not even doing it so my apologies on that but what i want to try to start doing is finding interesting stuff to be able to kind of like tell you what the uh uh experts say or areas that tell you like best goals best players best lines best teams etc etc and so i want to try to incorporate that at the end give give you what I find, give you my own opinion, and then have you guys kind of let us know what you think about it. Let let us know what your choices would be, or if it's none of the choices, then um, give us some of your, your thoughts. So I'm going to jump right into it, but I'm going to do no circling back until I got to circle back to do the circle back to get to who my choices are. If you haven't picked up on the circle back jokes, my apologies. Um, but I'm just going to circle back to my old jokes, possibly, and then circle forward to circle back to continue what I'm doing. So without further ado, let's get started. Um, I'm going to start off with, uh, uh, some of the greatest lines, uh, that we've had in the NHL, um, all time. Um, I did watch a YouTube video from uh, NHL Network, and they did a 2018 uh, or an all-time uh, greatest line combo. Um, and this it was from a couple years ago, so I went based off of that. If and again, um, be you guys are more than welcome to come back and give your opinions. So I'm going to start off with uh, Tampa's uh, uh, Prospel, Le Clavier, and St. Louis. And that was number 25. And we're just going to go all the way down through one uh, for them. Next one, you have Detroit's Kozlov, uh, Larianoff, and Fedorov. Then you have Maltby, Draper, McCarthy, or McCarty from uh, Detroit. New Jersey has a couple. They have uh, Peluso. Halik and McKay. Uh, their next one is uh, Gianta Gomez and uh, Elias or Elias. My apologies. I have a friend with the last name spelled the same way, but it's Elias. Um, Ottawa had Heatley, Alfredson, and Spezza. Blackhawks had Bentley, Bentley, Masinko, um, which they called the Pony Line. Um, they also have a couple more. You had Lamar, uh, Secord and uh, Savard 
And the other one is uh, Bobby Hall, not Brett Hall, Hayes and Balfour, not Eddie Balfour. Pence had uh, App Jr., McDonald, and uh, Pronovist. Then you have Leafs with Conchar, Jackson, and Primo, which they called the kid line. And even though they this team isn't an NHL team, they had one of the greatest lines, and they proved it year after year after year, especially in the Olympics before they were taken out by the Miracle team in 1980 in Lake Placid, New York. And that's uh, the USSR Krudov, uh, Lorraine, and Markov. Um, then you go into uh, Montreal, you have Chut, Lafure, and Lemaire. Uh, New York Rangers uh, gag line of Gilbert, uh, Hadfield, and uh, Ratelli are also nicknamed the Rat. Um, and the gag line also stood for a goal a game. Uh, then you get into uh, Boston where you have uh, Bauer, Dumont, and uh, Schmidt. Then you get into the Pens again. You have Yager, Francis, Lemieux. Uh, way back when, you, when uh, the Nordiques were still around, you had the uh, Statsny brother line, and that was Antoine, Marion, and Peter. Boston had again had a uh, uh, Hody, Cashman, and Esposito. Um, Oilers. Uh, one of my favorite lines uh, you'll soon later see is uh, Gretz, Curry, and uh, Tikkanen. Kings. You had Taylor, Dion, and Simmer. Montreal again. You had Richard, Locke. And uh, Blake. Then for Flyers, Leclerc, Lindros, Renberg. Now I'm going to leave it up to you guys. If if you remember watching that line, I want you to shoot us a message and let us know if you know the name of that line. Um, it'll probably age you, but they're uh, they're a really great line until Lindros's uh, concussions took him out of the game. For the Isles. You have uh, Gillies, Trottier, and Bossy. Buffalo, um, you had Martin, Robert, and Perot. And then to finish it out, you have Detroit's Howe, Abel, and Lindsey. Um, I mean, I, I know we've had many great lines over the last few years. Um, again, this, is, this was NHL Network's uh, Top 25 which I was going off of. Um, but for me, out of all those that I had, that I actually chose from was the first one was going to be my, I was going to do a top three, but then I couldn't really do a top three because there's just four lines that stuck out at me. Um, and my first one is going to be the Montreal line of shut uh, Lafiere and Lamar. Um, and that was from 76 to 77. Um, 60 wins, eight regulation losses. Um, so that means they only had two. Or, oh, let me see. Eight. Um, but yeah, in 80 games, I mean, that's actually pretty impressive for them. Shut held the record for uh, left wingers until it was broken by Luke Robitaille in 92-93 uh, with 63. Um, Shut had 60 goals, and that was from the 76-77. That's a long-ass time to hold a record as such for a left winger. Um, 
and 92-93 was definitely the year that the um, Kings went to the uh, uh, Stanley Cup final, ironically, against Montreal Canadiens. And another ironic uh, thing is that's the last time Montreal or a Canadian team has ever lifted the Stanley Cup. Since then, it has been below the border or below the uh, northern border and been kind of like taking vacation down here. I guess it's warmer down here than it is up there in Canada. So, um, I mean, that year, they, uh, the Canadians, they were, they were actually really good at that time. Um, uh, had, uh, 60 goals with 105 points. Lafure, he had 56 goals with 136 points and Lamar had 34 goals with 75 points. Um, they were the Stanley Cup champions that year. So that line, uh, not one to uh, mess with, especially with their goal uh, goal record. The uh, next one I'm going to go that I picked was uh, Gretzky's, Gretzky, Curry, and uh, Tiekanen. Um, that line stayed together for two years. Um, I mean, very impressive uh, stats. Each season, they were... You had 50 wins in one season, 44 in the other. Um, Gretzky had 138 points that year. Um, Curry, 108. Tekken in, 78. Um, and then the following year, uh, 86, 87. Or, I mean, 87, 88. Um, the year before it was 86, 87 year. And... You had Gretzky with 149 points, Curry with 96, Tikkanen with 74, and both years they were Stanley Cup champions, folks. We know we know about the 80s uh, Oilers. Um, it was between them and uh, Islanders for t- uh, dynasty teams. Um, I know Calgary kind of ruined it for uh, Edmonton that that year um, because they ended up lifting the cup that year or a, a year and a half later, I believe, 88 or 80, 89, or 88-89 season. Um, and then we all know Gretzky left Edmonton, went to uh, L.A., and that was at the end of the Oilers. Um, they haven't really done much since. I mean, they had a really good supporting cast, uh, just like Montreal did when they won the Stanley Cup uh, in the 76-77 season. But, I mean, the Oilers kind of – completely got ripped apart by 92-93 season. Um, as you can see, a lot of them went to the uh, Rangers. Um, I remember seeing a logo back then. It was half half Rangers, half uh, Oilers. It was like, it, it made a lot of sense. Um, the next line um, that I'm going to talk about is the Yager-Lemieux-Francis line. 95-96 um, season. Um, they were together for two seasons, uh, and both really great uh, records. Um, they had 49 wins in 95-96. Well, not the greatest records, but I'm going to circle back to saying they weren't the greatest records. But those three players right there, it was they were a force to be reckoned with when it, with the Penguins. Um, neither, neither year they won the, uh, Stanley cup. Um, they, uh, did however, uh, make it in, uh, 95, 96, 
to the Northeast Division, lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to Florida. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's their record, again, wasn't the greatest, but their goals and points were pretty damn impressive. Uh, uh, Ron or Francis had 119 points, Lemieux 161, Yager 149 in the 95-96 season. Um, Francis had 27 goals, Lemieux 69, Yager 62. The the assists even for them were really impressive at 92, 92, and 87. Um, the following year, you had uh, – it, it wasn't as impressive, but they still had points on the board at 122. Um, 95 and 90. Uh, Lemieux had 122, Yager 95, Ronnie at 90. Um, goals 50, 47, and 27. Assists 72, 48, and 63. Um, I mean, you, you you can't complain about that. Those those three were impressive, and Mario and Yager were later paired with some really impressive uh, skaters too, but that's, that's just one of the lines that really stuck out to me. And then last but not least, my number one for that is going to be how Abel and Lindsay um, are also known as production line. They were together from 47, 48 up to 51, 52 until a lot of controversy in the league, uh, which kind of stemmed from uh, Ted Lindsay Um he uh he founded the uh, NHLPA, um, where he brought a lot of or at the time it was just the original six, um, brought a bunch of the team captains in or some of the big names on the teams that everybody would respect and talk to them about what his idea was because I I don't know the full details but there's a movie out there that I'm gonna mention before the uh, end of this uh, rant that. Ted Lindsay found out some stuff about the uh, owners um, keeping money from them. And it all stemmed from a death of one of their players or one of their teammates. And later finding out that there's nothing set up for him. So he wanted to do something. Um, when it came to saying a union, the, a lot of the players didn't like that word. So that's where they came up with a players association. Really great movie in which I will mention at the end of this. But you had in that first year, I'm just going to ring off the uh, points instead of the goals and assists. But you had how at, um, uh, let me see. Uh, wow. Um, You, well, I'll just, um, yeah, 44, 44, and 52. Again, folks, they only played 60 games total during during those years. So that's why the goals seem so low, but it's really not – or the points seem really low, but they're really not. Um, those are some great numbers. As for the 48-49 uh, season, um, you had uh, Gordy at 37, Abel at 54, and Lindsay at 54. The 49-50 season, you had 68, 69, 70 in the order of Howe, Abel, and Lindsay. And then in 50-51, uh, you had 
Gordy, Abel, and uh, Ted. So 86, 61, and 59, which is really impressive when you when the season just got bumped up to 70 games. And actually, the season got bumped up to 70 games in the 49-50 uh, season. So they're now playing 70 games instead of 60. Um, then in the 52 season, you have – Again, Gordy, Abel, and uh, Ted, 86, 53, and 69. Um, the uh, 48, 49 season, one of the reasons why Gordy's numbers were lower than both Abel's and uh, Ted's is because he was, in, he, uh, was injured for a brief, brief moment. Um, he missed about 20 games that season due to the injury. Uh, so his numbers were a little bit lower. As far as finishing in all those years, um, in 47-48, they've placed second. But from 48-49 up into 50-52, they were in first place. And they had a really, really great supporting staff. Um, it was too bad that the league found out about what was going on and the commissioners and everybody did not like what was happening. So they took a bunch of players from the, uh, or some of the big names from the original six teams and just traded them, sent them to other teams to kind of like break up the monotony of the feeling of the league uh, or the players individually going after the league uh, commissioners and everything. They didn't want their money taken away from them. They didn't want to have anything set up for them. So Ted Lindsay again, created the uh, NHLPA, and you can see that all uh, happened in a great movie called Net Worth. Um, and at the end of it, it does show that I, I'm i putting it out there. I, I think that Detroit could have gone a lot longer with that production line if the people in the NHL commission's office didn't get greedy and didn't get upset or annoyed with the simple fact that the players were trying to better their lives and make sure that they had something worth for them after they were done. So at the end of the 51-52 season, Abel was traded, which then split up the production line and not much. I mean, we all know Detroit's one of the greatest teams out there. Um, uh, second to none, you have Toronto and uh, Montreal. But Detroit had some of the best seasons doing what they did. But out of those four seasons, um, they the first the first two that the production line were together, they, they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals all four of those seasons, four or five of those seasons. But they lost both of those years to uh, Toronto. They finally beat the New York Rangers in 49-50 for the Stanley Cup. They were knocked out by the Montreal Canadiens in 50-51, but then revenge had it uh, set out, and they destroyed Montreal. Um, so those are my top lines, my top four lines. You can agree to disagree, disagree to agree, however it makes you feel. Um, or, I mean, you can agree with that. Or if you have your own out there, just – go ahead and let us know as far as the last or as far as the uh, prediction of who would have had the best lines during the 2019, 2020 season. Um, 
I uh, I did a, did a kind of a Google thing um, and found something that I liked. Again, this is something I like, opinionated, um, by Gravite. Um, he's on YouTube that I found. Again, a lot of this stuff is based off of opinions, um, just seeing what's out there. And last year for 2019-2020, uh, the top 10 combos that um, that were listed were Connor Scheifel and Line for the Jets. Uh, Florida had Huberto, uh, Barkoff, and Dadnoff. Flyer, flyers uh, with a Drew, Couturier, and Vorsacek. Uh For Vegas, you had uh, Pacioretty, Statsny, and uh, Stone. Tampa Bay Lightning, you had Palat, Point, and Kucherov. Um, Vancouver, Miller, Elias, and Toffoli. Leafs were Hyman, Matthews, and Marner. Uh, and then for your top three, you had uh, Pens with Gnutzel, um, Crosby, and Zucker. Number two were the Avs uh, with Landeskog, McKinnon, and Ratnan. And then number one, I... I, I it's, it kind of makes me puke seeing this, but Marchand, Pasta, and Bergeron. Okay, yeah, I can see it. They were good. They've been good for the last couple of seasons. I just, it just makes me sick to my stomach to agree with it. Um, but uh, my picks for that one were going to be number three, tied, I, I'd say tied with number three was or actually my numbers yeah tied with number three were both the uh, sat line and uh actually i'm gonna scratch that um i'm gonna put that at number four uh which would have been this uh uh svetch aho and teravinen from carolina but i'm gonna scratch those out put them at number four in my opinion and then put Bergeron, Pasa, and Marshawn at number three. Number two, I had Landeskog, um, McKinnon, and Ratnan, or Ratnan. And then for my number one, and we all saw it come into play during the Stanley Cup Finals, even though it was bubble uh, finals, and that was Plot, Point, and Kucherov. The Tampa just Tampa had me in. So that's it for this week. Um, next week, I'm gonna try to. See if I'm going to do goal, greatest goals, uh, greatest goalies, um, maybe even uh, greatest uh, players in, uh, in the league. So until next time, um, make, sure, uh, make sure you check out my boys at uh, Four Check Clothing. Also, uh, I want to give a, I'm going to give a shout out to Brandon um, at Brandon Sports Talk. Uh, he's a. Uh, He's been a good networking uh, buddy of ours. And then also, um, I want to give a shout out to my family. Um, we lost a member of our family this week. Uh, she's now at peace, um, no longer in pain. And uh, whatever re religion you believe in, um, she is now with her family that passed before her and um that's that's a shout out that i'm going to give to my family back in uh upstate new york in cooperstown area 
Um, so until next time, uh, this is Jeff with uh, What the Puck, brought to you by Game On, a sports podcast for everyone. And I hope you all have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Then, in case you listen to this before you go to bed, good night. Oh, <laughs>